Hello and welcome back to another week of the Korean Beauty Show podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, founder of Australia's first online K-beauty store, Style Story, and of course, your guide to all things Korean skincare, Korean makeup, Korean beauty, uh, news, current affairs. We are here to cover it all. Uh, we are back for another week, and this is a little bit of an exciting week, and that is because on this Thursday's episode, we will be hitting 100 episodes. So I'm really, really excited to take a little bit of a walk down memory lane on the Thursday's uh, episode of the podcast for this week. But of course, on Tuesday's episodes, we cover all of the latest news headlines to see what has been happening in the world of K-beauty, as well as answer our questions of the week, and then take a look at some of the new releases. So Before we jump into all of that, I would just like to remind you guys that we are running a competition this month for February, and it is a podcast review competition. Uh, If you haven't already left your review for the show and shared your thoughts, uh, then I would love for you to do that. And if you do do that this month, you will be going into the draw to win a $150 Style Story gift voucher to spend on whichever Korean beauty products you'd like. So there are a couple of different ways to do it. I know that not all of the podcast apps have a review functionality. So if you're listening on a review app uh, on an app rather that doesn't have that, then you can either go over to our Style Story Facebook page, which is stylestory.au and leave your review there. And I've seen that one of our listeners has already done that. So thank you very much. Otherwise, you can do it even on Google reviews. And I will share a link to that in the show notes as well in case that's something that you would prefer to do but otherwise if you do have a podcast app that lets you share reviews I would really really appreciate a review and we are having the competition so now is a good time to leave it Uh, and guys I would like to apologize for the sound quality of the show last week Uh, I was listening back to it and it just sounded really a bit foggy and not very clear so I am I've done a few test runs again this morning and I'm pretty sure we will be back to our normal level of quality this week, but I do apologize. It was driving me insane as I was listening back to it last week. So if you did notice that, uh, please accept my apologies. Hopefully we have ironed all of that out for this week and it will be a lot clearer. Uh, But yeah, that was a little bit of an oversight on my part. I think there was an issue there with my mic and it just sounded very echoey. Uh, So look, fingers crossed that we have a nice clear sound for today's episode uh, and thank you for bearing with me if you did make it through the episodes even though the uh, the quality wasn't that great. So look on to our news headlines for the week and this was an exciting one this got me a little bit hot under the collar they were talking about the rise of mists. So this was an article in uh, a Korean online journal and they were talking about the popularity of mist products and what they were saying was that you know if you have a look on anyone's dressing table or even an office desk and saw the cosmetics that were on people's desks then among the first five would surely be a mist and that is very very true in Korea Uh, this country goes crazy for a mist Uh, everyone here loves misting products there just seem to be one of those ones that 
are very, very ubiquitous. The other thing that I would say that you would see if you had a look around anyone's desk uh, or probably near their dressing table is a humidifier. That's another just really, really common thing that you will see that people do to keep their skin hydrated. Uh, so basically what this article was saying was that these days the use of mists is just really rising, uh, that they're seeing a lot more of it, particularly when we are between seasons. So here in Korea, we do have four really, really distinct seasons. We have like a proper, really, really hot summer that's quite uh, humid and then moving into a much crisper autumn or fall and then a really, really cold winter. Uh, it's winter here at the moment. Obviously, we are in February and it is freezing. Uh, so this is sort of prime season, I guess, for mists in general. But more and more people, uh, people here really like to talk about uh, the skincare and the changes in your skin in between seasons. Uh, and so that is a typically a time of the year when Koreans will pay a little bit more attention to their skincare anyway. Obviously, at the moment with COVID, this article was talking about one of the many benefits of misting being that you don't need to touch your face when you're doing it, which is quite hygienic. And also you can do it with just one hand. And they were also saying, and this is another reason that I personally love mists, is that because you don't need to use your hands to apply these products, it actually decreases your risk of irritation. So, you know, if you think about the application method for some other things, you're rubbing the face, massaging the face, maybe uh, wiping a pad or a toner, uh, cotton pad or something like that over your face. So that friction in and of itself can be a little bit more sensitizing and irritating to some people. So mist products sort of just eliminate the need for all of that. And what they were saying is that mists in K-beauty have really evolved and we're now seeing a whole lot of various functions being added to the product. So maybe back in the day, people were only using these products for, you know, setting their makeup or maybe as a toner substitute. But now we are seeing products come onto the market that have barrier management uh, functionalities. They are moisturizing. They can improve elasticity. So beyond just your typical, I guess, advantages of a mist, like supplying moisture. I think the other thing that I see quite commonly when people try particularly a K-beauty mist for the first time is, oh, is this what they're supposed to do? I know a lot of people, you know, if you're maybe more familiar with some of the, the Western style products, people, I see a lot of comments along the lines of, it just feels like I'm spraying water on my face. Like, is this supposed to do anything? But once you try some of these really, really trending products in Korea, you, you can totally see the difference and totally see that it is worthy of being its own category of skincare. It is not just spritzing water on the face. Like they actually do do something. And look, the article did mention, uh, obviously it is one of my favorite products. You guys will know that. But Dialba's White Truffle Mist Serum is really a popular product in Korea that has sort of revolutionized this category. Uh, so this one obviously combines white truffle. It also has avocado oil. And basically what they are saying is that you know, it has just exceeded all other mist type products in terms of how popular it is. They just surpassed 10 million bottles in sales in December last year. So really, really a popular product. We've actually now got on Style Story's own website, a whole category just for mists. Uh, so I can also attest to the fact that mists are quite popular. I'd say our two most popular ones are uh, Apple B's Centella Complex Mist Toner. So that 
Bacardi is actually a toner style product that you use at the toning step of your routine. Dialba is obviously the other bestseller on our site and has been for years. But I'm noticing that there are other products sort of coming onto the market that are going straight to the steady seller category. Dr. Jart's Ceramide and Cream Mist is one of those, and Laneige's Cream Skin Refiner Mist is another one. That is a mist version, I guess, of their really popular cream skin refiner or toner, I think it's called in the States. Uh, so just some really, really popular categories of product. And this article was talking about a whole host of other different products as well, and those sort of functionalities and things like that. So that was an interesting article doing the rounds in the news this week. I got excited about it because you know I love me a good mist and I just think they are maybe a little bit of a misunderstood category sometimes. If you haven't tried a really great mist, you can be tempted to skip it or just think, well, that doesn't look like it would do anything. Uh, but yeah, this category is very, very, very popular in Korean beauty in Korea. Uh, so that's obviously why I made it into the headlines. So that was one I wanted to share with you. Now, for our question of the week this week, you will know that up until now, the questions of the week have been kind of more around, I guess, you know, maybe troubleshooting some skincare topics, uh, you know, questions about routines and products and things like that. But we have had a couple of questions coming through lately about more, I guess, Korean culture. Maybe we've had some reality TV ones you guys might have heard over the last, say, you know, month or so. And I did actually have another question about, uh, this time it was about a Korean drama. So the, uh, the person that was asking me to cover this topic basically was saying that, you know, Disney is now offering, uh, K-drama on their platform. And then we got onto talking about Snowdrop, uh, one of the dramas that is on the Disney lineup. And she was wondering if I could cover the drama basically surrounding this drama. So I will caveat this entire topic by saying that I did not see the drama because I listened to so much coverage about and commentary, I guess, about all of the things that were wrong with the drama uh, and why people were so angry about it and why they wanted it not to be shown on TV. That sort of put me off from like exploring it. So I haven't actually seen this. However, I haven't seen the drama, but I can offer some, I guess, commentary about why this is so problematic. So essentially, this drama uses a real historical uh, event as the plot point for the storyline, and that was the democratic movement of 1987. So this was a really, really, really important moment in Korean history. Uh, Korea has sort of not always, uh, Korea had a very troubled part path, I guess, to becoming a democracy in the first place. And 1987 was really the turning point in uh, moving away from like a dictatorial style of government and towards democracy. But in the process of that, a lot of people suffered. A lot of people lost their lives. Uh, and in general, the regime as it was run, particularly in the 80s, was very, very brutal. Uh, so obviously, Korea's, the, the person that built 
uh, career into the country it is today was a man called Park Chung-hee. And he was in power for a very, very long time, but he was assassinated. And after he was assassinated, a whole lot of other people sort of came to power uh, through various different means. And some of them ruled the country. He ruled the country with an iron fist. He was a character or a person from history that I learned a lot about when I was studying at university in Korea. But this whole point in history was just one that was involving a lot of bloodshed, a lot of hardship, uh, and that a lot of people are probably very rightly still quite traumatized about, as you would expect in any sort of change from one style of government to another. In general, a lot of people tend to lose their lives. Uh, it is, you know, a point of contention again among a lot of people as to what actually happened. It depends which side of politics they sort of fell on. But to put a long story, I guess, shorter, this drama is using uh, this event in history as a backdrop to the actual plot point. So the plot point basically involves a freshman from college who is played by Jisoo and she meets an economics student from the University of Berlin and basically she finds him, you know, in the opening sort of scenes, I guess, escaping from government offices in her room. So they're using this democratic movement from 1987 as a premise for the story. So she thinks he's a protester and she and her friends help him hide from the government who are apparently looking for a North Korean spy. They end up falling in love with each other but uh, look, I don't know if this is a spoiler or not. The, the, the drama is already out, but I'm, I'm pretty sure what happens... T- tune out now if you don't want a spoiler. But he is revealed to be the spy that the government is after. So the Koreans have been up in arms about this drama even from the time that it was being produced. So even last year in March, they uh, the people that were putting together, I guess, a petition to stop the production of the drama managed to get 300,000 signatures from people that were also wanting to stop production of this drama. And that actually is more than the number needed to file a petition with the Korean government. And then they can officially respond to a petition like that within 30 days. So the government did respond because there were over 300,000 signatures, but they said that they weren't going to intervene against the production of the drama, basically because they have to respect the freedom and the independence of the media. So the government decided not to take action and the drama actually went ahead. Uh, And I guess because of that, when it first went to air, a whole sort of new set of controversies sort of came out and, you know, people are going, this is outrageous. You can't take a story like this and try and turn it into some sort of romantic fantasy. Uh, There was an entire Reddit thread on this that I saw and people were basically being like, what would your reaction be if you saw you know, Netflix doing a series that portrays the Nazis as really likable and glorifies them. Like it's not, you know, that's kind of what what this show is doing. You know, they are profiting from the death of many innocent people who were college students that were protesting in this thing uh, back in 1987. You know, so they were just saying this is not really an appropriate plot point for a love story. Like pick something else. This is a really, really distressing part of Korea's history. There was a lot, of, a lot of social unrest at the time. Uh, the dictator who was in power was basically jailing students, uh, you know, who were involved in the process. Lots of the protests, lots of people got killed. So they were just sort of saying it's not, um, you know, that 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 that's not. Um, you shouldn't be using that or profiting 
from that as the backdrop of like a romance like it just that should not be done so a whole new uh set of signatures uh petition a new one was started uh and look a lot of the companies that were sponsoring the drama actually pulled their sponsorship they cancelled it uh and they issued basically public apologies saying that they shouldn't have invested in the drama without knowing the details of the plot uh, and, you know, basically it just got a lot of people talking about uh, the appropriateness or not, or not of using this kind of uh, actual uh, period in history as the backdrop for something like this. So I think my understanding is that it's not going to be blocked. I'm pretty sure the controversy has died down somewhat as the drama has sort of gone along because I think as it as it went along it became more about the love story and less about maybe this particular period in history and the things that were going on there but suffice to say this has caused a whole lot of controversy and you know a lot of Koreans were really wanting to get that message out to people that maybe don't know as much about Korean history that aren't as familiar with this part of their history and you know why people feel so strongly about it you know particularly to you know western and maybe other Asian audiences that don't know why they were angry about it so I think that was the reason Reason for all of the petitions so that was the controversy sort of surrounding it um you know uh obviously I wasn't <laughs> around back in those times so I didn't sort of experience any of this but I have heard uh over the time that I've been living in Korea over the time that I have been studying here uh as well when I was at university just the way that people talk about this period in history it was a very deeply distressing deeply upsetting part of Korea's past uh that a lot of people have a lot of really really strong and mixed feelings about that is what I would say just having lived here and having spoken to people that were around at that time uh, so I can see why this would be a very, very controversial decision. I'm not sure what the thinking was in having this as the plot point of the drama, uh, but there you go. That is, in a nutshell, why people have responded like this, why people are so uh, angry about it. Uh, so uh, it seems that the drama is doing well overseas. Uh, I'm not sure maybe other people out there have watched it. I, for my, my own part, I think I probably won't watch it just knowing you know how sort of upset people were that it were it was showing in the first place uh but look I would love to know if you do have any thoughts about this controversy you can always come and find me if you would like to you know chat about your feelings maybe you have some other questions about it come and find me on Instagram I am at lauren.kbeauty and I'm always happy to have a chat you know if you want something like this explored in our question of the week segment it is a little bit different than what we normally normally do but I think you know if we are here appreciating uh you know Korean beauty Koreans uh contribution to the world of of you know uh, skincare and makeup and all of those things I think that there is absolutely nothing wrong with talking about these kind of things as well so Yes, that is where we will leave that for this week. And on to having a bit of a chat about our launches of the week. So we have some exciting new products that are on the Style Story website at the moment. And one of those was 
AHC's new special set, their Real Retinol Special Care Set. Uh, and this is a really, really beautiful, uh, beautifully boxed set that actually includes three different products. So it has uh, the brands Real Retinol Ample, their Real Retinol Cream, and then a Real Retinol Corrector as well. So they are designed to keep your skin healthy and also fight the signs of premature aging. And what they've got in them is a blend of really, really great skincare ingredients. So the Real Retinol Ample also contains four different types of peptides. The cream includes eight types of hyaluronic acid, and then the corrector has five types of ceramides as well. So just beautiful ingredients there that you can use in your routine all year round, really to help create healthy skin. Uh, And they say that they're using a patented synergy layer technology to enhance the penetration of the effective ingredients as well. So basically the three key ingredients that are being delivered to the skin are retinol, vitamin C, and vitamin E. So a really, really interesting release there that I would love for you guys to check out. Uh, and this is just a perfect sort of set if you are looking to gift something to someone as well. It is beautiful. Um, I've actually, I actually had the chance to see these in person uh, and they are really, really beautiful Uh just the way that they've they've done the whole set they've boxed them up they've created the products is really 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 nice so i can highly recommend that if you have maybe you know someone that you're looking to gift something to as well that would you know benefit from these kind of ingredients which is pretty much everyone so that is a really nice new release and the other one is tosawong's sos intensive red clinic ovalicin skin clear cream now this product we actually did as our testers club product for our testers so if you aren't familiar with testers club it is a program that we have been running for a couple of years at style story and basically uh, we give people we gift them a free product for testing purposes we give them a couple of weeks to try it out test it see what they think and then they share their real feedback on the product Uh, so you know this is not just people coming back and going up oh, five stars love everything about it people are you know giving real feedback about what they liked what they didn't like potentially about the product uh how it performed on their skin and the actual results that they saw so this is a really good product in general for people that are dealing with uh acne if you're dealing with maybe some leftover scarring on your skin as well redness sensitized damaged weak skin uh and we actually have started having the reviews come back through. People have been testing this product for a little while now. And one of the reviews that was left just recently was a five-star review. And this reviewer was calling it an absolute must-have. She said that she's been using it. And even though she only suffers from spot a few spots here and there, she said it has reduced the pimples and the redness dramatically in that time. She mentioned that she spends a lot of time in water and in the sun with sunscreen on, but unfortunately that doesn't stop her barrier from becoming a little overly sensitive. Uh, And this cream soothed the skin irritation that she's been experiencing immediately. And she can tell that it's perfect for those times because it doesn't sting at all when it's applied. She said, I even tried it on someone else's skin that seems to have a little bit of irritation on their cheeks and it's soothed the irritation instantly. It has wonderful soothing ingredients like glycerin, niacinamide, and colloidal sulfur, uh, making it perfect for people like me. 
She said, the only thing is that it doesn't have the nicest scent, but in my experience, anything that works really well doesn't. So that was her honest feedback about the testers product. Uh, If you like testing products and giving your feedback on them uh, and sharing those kind of thoughts, make sure you jump on to Style Stories newsletter list. Uh, I will have a link in the show notes for that, but we run all of our product testing opportunities through our newsletters list. So when Testers Club has new applications open, we send that out to the people on the list that have expressed, I guess, an interest in trying things like this so that we don't sort of spam people that don't care. So if you do like testing products, that is the way to go about it. We uh, send them out uh, to a whole bunch of people and basically they share their real reviews. That is the the whole point of Testers Club to try new products uh, so that people can see who they work for, who likes them, what you like about it, and maybe what you don't like about it as well. So that is my little plug for Testers Club. If you uh, haven't already joined, but that is the type of thing that you like to do, make sure you get on the Star Story emailing list so that you will be the first to know when the next round of Testers Club opens. All right, guys, that is all I had for this Tuesday's episode. So I will leave it there and I will be back on Thursday with our 100th episode special. I'm really looking forward to it. Until then, I will see you on Star Story. 